Welcome to Sports Court Podcast Episode 2, and this is the one and only Dane Diesel, and let's talk some sports, baby. Uh, we got a couple cases uh, to bring to the court today, uh, and just some housekeeping uh, after that, but the first case, Super Bowl 53, trash. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was trash. Unfortunately, it wasn't the game that a lot of us anticipated. I found myself uh, throughout the game getting uh, distracted by the little homies. We kind of had uh, where we were watching the game at. Uh, shots out red, too smooth. We we had a little little man cave situation. So I found myself during extended periods of the game uh, hanging out with the little fellas. What, what were we doing? Well, we they pretty much made their own. Uh, all-star weekend extravaganza in man cave so we was playing pool shooting um some bass they well they was doing their own little dunk contest and uh what else did they do three-point contest but you know shouts out uh once again red too smooth for hosting us um, but all in all this that game wasn't what nobody expected um i'm pretty sure we can all agree on that i mean congratulations to the patriots for winning they have clearly figured something out. I, I, I felt all throughout the playoffs, it was, you know, us watching the Patriots playing chess while everybody else was playing checkers. And it was evident. Um, case in point, I, I had high expectations for the San Diego Chargers. Um, that was my Super Bowl pick. I had the Chargers and the Rams in the Super Bowl. And with the season that the Chargers had, uh, and, and once again, like that prediction was put in before the season started because we do that every year with the frat. Um, we always put our, our uh, Super Bowl picks in before the season starts. So only one of my frat brothers had the actual right picks. And uh, I, I forgot if he if he had the Patriots to win it, but um, he probably did. But nevertheless, you know that 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 game uh, just 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 wasn't what it was built out to be uh, from an offensive perspective. But like I said, it's it's any given Sunday, and we all know how that is <laughs> at the end of the day. But uh, hopefully next next year's Super Bowl we can get a, a little bit more fireworks uh, because this one was a dud. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've all had situations where you. <laughs> lit a firecracker and it just didn't ignite i felt like that's what the super bowl was you know it was built up to be this magnetic it was going to be this this juggernaut of offensive and defensive superpowers going at each other but it just didn't really turn out that way so um hopefully you know what i'm saying next season we can get a good one but as far as uh, case number one of super bowl 53 trash at the end of the day you know the the the, the people want their money back <laughs> nfl uh, so I gotta do better, man. Um, maybe that was the ball not lying. Maybe it was supposed to be the Saints and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You know, we in sports. You know, we all understand the ball never lies. So, so maybe that was the the the, the football gods coming back. Like, hey, 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 Rams, this isn't your year. But I will say this about the Rams. Prior uh, was now. This is this is gonna be Jared Goff's one, two. So this is going into his fourth season. So his rookie year, he gets drafted by Jeff Fisher and is labeled an absolute bust. The Rams make a coaching change. And now Jared Goff has 
basically marched his team into the playoffs and has marched his team to the Super Bowl. So this kid's ceiling looks like it's as good as they said it was back in the day. But, you know, we shall see, man. But um, but shouts out to them Raiders, you know what I'm saying? We got some for y'all coming next season. You know, maybe another season or two. But the Raiders is coming. Just want to put that out there for the world to hear. Don't sleep on my Raiders. All right. Case number two, ladies and gentlemen. We got the people versus the Laker trade debacle with Anthony Davis. I mean, what, 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 what's next? I mean, that's really what I want to know. Um, what's next? Like, what's... I just want to know what's happening in the front office because it just doesn't seem to me that the Lakers... Uh, well, I, I take it back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to first preface my statement by saying, um, here's my disclaimer. Now, me personally, you know, I do primarily think long-term. So, when I'm thinking about you know, the Lakers, I, I am thinking about a long-term outlook, a long-term perspective. Now, I do understand that old man LeBron definitely is on the clock. He is on the wrong side of 30, and it is imperative that we get some talent, you know, sooner than later so that, you know, we can win. Um, the man has came out and said that he doesn't feel like he has anything to prove, but he's playing in L.A. now, so you got a lot to prove, period. And we expect a lot, you know, from our, our Lakers. And now that we have you, man, let's 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 make it do what it do, bro. Like we we needed LeBron. We need your best still. You know what I'm saying? I know you got, you know, you're, you you might be looking in the rearview mirror right now, but we need you focused on looking forward through the windshield. You know what I'm saying? Because we still got opportunities available to us and. This first LeBron move of this Anthony Davis trade, um, I think it's left some uh, pretty sour tastes in, in some people's mouths. But all in all, yes, I do understand that Anthony Davis is a generational talent. Yes, I do understand that the kid balls out of control. I remember him at Kentucky. He was awesome. He was great. He was every positive word you can that, that you can fathom in your mind. But... Once again, from a long-term perspective, I do not believe we can sell the house and sell. I can't. We, we can't sell our shirt. <laughs> we can't. We, we we can't do it. We can't give up our whole team. We can't give up future draft picks. We can't give up the young cores. I mean, these young players that we've been been drafting. And if 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 Anthony Davis is basically saying that you know he's gonna ultimately come to L.A. Yes, um, I mean let's 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 see what we can do to get them. But I, I do not believe that we need to, to to lose our shirt over this transaction because the Lakers do have a history of buying players. Uh, but I, I just don't see that 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 being the direction of the league moving forward. Uh, you know, through Golden State, you know, this season we're seeing through Toronto. Um, well, not Toronto, through Milwaukee. Um, as well as with Denver, you know, teams drafting these kids and these kids developing with these teams over the years. And then these teams end up being pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, Milwaukee right now, balling. You feel me? Denver right now, balling. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't understand how we can 
build a dynasty down the line if we're going to sell our shirts. We can't come out of our shirt, Robin uh, and Magic. But I, more than likely, you know, my gut just does tell me that for the sake of just landing Anthony Davis, ultimately we probably are going to end up losing our shirt over this young man. And if that is the case, then that means we go have LeBron, we go have AD, and then some third max player and then a bunch of old role player legs and see this and this is my fear with that because okay we go we 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 lose our shirt to get ad then we sign a another max player or close to a max player and then we do we have to fill out the rest of our roster with old legs via um, the minimum and you know mid-level exceptions um and and maybe if we still have uh, some draft picks the second rounders probably you know we'll be able to fill the team out with that and then that's going to be so that's going to be lebron's second year then the third year we go pretty much have to get some more old legs because we're only going to be able to afford these guys for one year and then by year what would it be four same thing and then after that then it's like we will probably have at, at a bare minimum um, one max player in ad and then maybe that second player who we might max out or not but then after that then how do we build after lebron like that's my question to to laker nation what do we do after lebron leaves if we lose our shirt on this anthony davis trade so only time to tell now this debacle Got us forty piece <laughs> by the Pacers on the. I think that they they played the trade deadline day, but you know what I'm saying. It, it was what it was. You know we took it on the chin. I woke up the next morning and, and you know the media has their ways, of course, but it made it seem like LeBron just wasn't a part of the team. So initially, you know that didn't look good, but it it is what it is. And um, after the trade deadline, no, we came back. Won that game in Boston, which was a breath of fresh air because I, I didn't think that we would be able to win it simply because of what had transpired uh, with the with the trade deadline. But hey, they came back and handled their business, uh, played some good D. Uh, everyone, um, you know, had a pretty pretty decent game, um, and we still don't have the likes of uh, some of our, our younger players. Well, and probably just Lonzo now, but. All in all, we got that good W against the Celtics. So any win against the Celtics is a great win, period. No defense or buts about it. So case number two, we're going to give uh, the people their money back again because we was expecting a lot. But then again, I guess some of us weren't. <laughs> but summer 2019, we shall see what the Lakers do. We definitely will have to add somebody. Um Pairing word on the street right now is, you know, Lakers just trying to get some buyout players uh, to fill out for the rest of the season. But I, I do believe that we can make it to the playoffs this year. It's just going to be um, probably it's probably going to unfortunately be an early exit. Um, I hope not. But, you know, it is what it is. We've got to play them boys up north eventually at some point. I, I think we would have to play them boys up north to start it out. So. You know, we go have to go against the Monstars, and <laughs> we already know what that's all about, man. But shouts out to the Lakers at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? We're going we go, we go to do something. We're going to make something happen. All right, moving on to case number three. 
We got the people versus the NBA trade deadline, and and this is I think that the the, the, the trade deadline won. Um, personally, I, I like what the Sixers did. They got rid of Fultz. They got Harris, and now they have probably the best starting five in basketball. Period. No offense and buts about it. We got Embiid, Harris. Um, who they got at the three? Uh, Butler, Reddick, and then Simmons. And they got Def at the bench. When they make the Butler trade, I, I personally felt that, that that was enough to catapult them to Eastern Conference favorites. But now with with uh, with with Harris and, and the death in the bench, I, I see that. I think they're the team to beat in the East right now. Um, as long as they can get some chemistry, they're the team to beat. Um, Boston, stand up. Milwaukee, stand up. You know, y'all don't notice. Um, Toronto stand up, y'all don't notice. That boy Elton Brand and Philly is, is is making some moves, and uh, I'm I'm liking them. So I'm gonna have to give you know this case to to the trade deadline because they that, that Sixers team is looking real scary out there in the East. And yeah, Gasol into the Raptors kind of shored up that back that front court. Um, but I personally, I still still think. The Sixers, they got the best guns. You know what I'm saying? They got the best arsenal. And then, although the Sixers starting five aren't as all-star worthy as the uh, as the the, the Warriors, I, I I would pay for that. I would pay to watch that NBA final series for sure. So if that's what it's gonna be, then that's that's gonna be some good basketball, ladies and gentlemen, because we go have. Like I said, obviously the defending champs uh, and Golden State Warriors going up against these uh, trust the process Sixers who, who, hey, trust the process. And the process has worked out for these guys so far. But but all in all, like, yeah, I think that uh, that that uh, that Sixers trade was big. And, and secondly, why I'm giving the uh, trade <coughs> the trade deadline win over the people is because the Mavs, they made a big splash with Porzingis. And and then you know after that you got Luca coming out saying hey you know this this is too easy for me it's, it's too easy for me in the NBA it's too easy for me to get buckets and the kid is only nineteen um, you know bro bro and I looked up his stats yesterday and and when he was when he was Euro League MVP he was basically averaging fifteen five and five and he says that over Europe you know they don't have a three second rule so the bigs just stay in the middle which is why probably he he really wasn't you know getting that action to the basket but we have a three second rule in the NBA and, and as he stated you know that the, the big man can't stay down there so you got the 67 220 kid coming wants to run point <laughs> that's probably why Dennis Smith Jr more than likely that is why Dennis Smith Jr got the boot but this man is about to be a beast He's only 19. I mean, he's pretty much the LeBron. He's the new LeBron. European sensation. And now you've paired him up with Porzingis. Oh, my God. I, I know I know. Mark Cuban is so happy right now, man. Like, oh, he, oh, he's, 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 he's just, he's, he's, he's already lighting the, 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 uh, the Cubano right now. He just sits back like it's just a matter of time. You feel me? It's just a matter of time as far as Mark Cuban is concerned, but. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm not like once again. I, I, 
I'm gonna have to give the the trade deadline you know, the case. You know, you feel me? Like they 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 won it. Um, so people, you lost that one, but you are up two <laughs> one this episode. So moving right along, case number four, Melo Carmelo Anthony. What happened, Melo? <laughs> I mean, I remember Melo coming out of uh, Oak Hill that year and then coming up to what was it uh he played for Syracuse Jim Beheim story season leads Syracuse to a national championship as a freshman which was obviously a big deal follow that up well obviously with uh I think Bella was the number one pick if not definitely top three but I want to say Melo was number one that year he went to Denver um and pretty much uh balled out um, now on the back end, hindsight being 2020, Denver. Well, no, he didn't go number one. D- he went number two that season because uh, not not Gallinari, but uh, I forgot the, the 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 foreigner's name. But that foreigner, he went to the Pistons, and then Melo went to Denver. And I I, I recently saw a video on YouTube just kind of like talking about the fall of Carmelo Anthony, and the dude actually made a good point. Um, he stated that. When Melo got drafted to the Nuggets, they didn't really have any any veteran presence on the team at the time. So there was really nobody to, you know, provide Melo with that mentorship and that, that, that veteran tutelage. So that's why he pretty much was able to be the player that he was, which was pretty much ball dominant, ISO player. I'm trying to get some buckets compared to if he had a went to a team like uh, Detroit who at the time had the likes of the Rip Hamiltons, the Ben Wallaces, the uh, the uh, Chauncey Billups, I believe, was still there, Tayshaun Prince. So just imagine if, if Melo would have went to that team. And I think that was the year, either the, the season before or after, they had just won the title against the, the Lakers. So just imagine that, you feel me? Like, imagine if Melo had went to that squad. Like, that would have been nasty. But he did it. You know, he went to Denver and pretty much developed into the the, the player we, we, we knew him to be, um, which we unfortunately learned was not conducive to winning championships. So Melo was an awesome one-on-one player. Um, we all know that. The boy balls. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it is what it is at this point. You know, he didn't, he didn't really, he, like I said, he never really had the... Uh, you know, the the no one to really teach him the game in regards to, to to veterans. So he 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 was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do, and you know, and it's no secret that uh, he didn't play D. You know, he didn't he didn't do the basic things that you know players have to do to win championships. And so you know, he ended up in the demise that he's in right now. I mean, like you said, awesome score, but uh, personally, I just feel that the league has ultimately violated and disrespected this man's name and um from here i just think he retires <laughs> i just said he's like you said uh baby bro made a good point like atlanta didn't even want him to come to the city they just mailed him a jersey and a check like we appreciate <laughs> just imagine that man you are Camelo anthony and one of the worst teams in the league. One of the worst teams in the league would rather have Vince Carter than Carmelo Anthony. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. 
that's that's where Melo is right now. But you know, that's that's that is what it is, man. You know, he had a good he had a good career, made some great money. So, I mean, that's that's the silver lining silver lining of it all. But it's it's still I, I know Melo, I know Melo still has some game. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know Melo Melo should at least be able to give you ten a night. You know, still on 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 a uh, on a good or a bad night. But you know, so I guess that's just not valuable to people. They don't want they don't want Melo's ten. You know, they'll take Vince Carter's six, but they don't want Melo's ten. And and that's to me is saying a lot. So in the case of the people versus Carmelo Anthony, the people have won. <laughs> Next case Zion Williamson. Is he the next? That's what the word out on the street is, ladies and gentlemen. Zion Williamson. Um if Right now, um, people are pretty much saying that the Knicks are basically trying to, to lose Tank so they can get uh, Zion. But, I mean, Zion's going to be Zion wherever he ends up going. I just don't know if uh, a team like, well, I don't know if an organization like New York would be a good fit for him only because that the culture of that franchise just sucks. The owner sucks and and you know it trickles down from there and, and and it just sucks. You know, we all know this. So, you know, that should be pretty interesting um you know how that ultimately ends up, but bar for bar, pound for pound, Zion Williamson, he I mean, he he's as advertised, uh, you know, in high school we saw a lot of his uh, dunking ability uh, through ball, you know, the ball, his life, and all the, you know, hoop hypes. You know, that's pretty much how most people were introduced to the kid. And, and prior to actually seeing him play at Duke, I thought that that's all he was, was a dunker. But the kid actually has some game. Uh, Post-up game, very, very, very elusive on the block due to his uh, his strength and quickness. You know what I'm saying? He has speed. Um, he could pass. You know he could shoot, and um, like with it, with everything, it's just it's just for him. It's just gonna be obviously you know polishing up the rough ends, but like the kid has legit game, ladies and gentlemen. So you know, be on the lookout. You know, start making mental notes. Zion Williamson, I, I do believe he's the next. Um, and five years from now, when we looking at the NBA, I, I do believe that we go see the faces of Zion and Luca as as the face of the chapter. I mean, as chapter, as the face of the uh, the league in the not so distant future. Because like I said both of those kids are gonna be. Uh, obviously, they're both generational talents, but um, but yeah, they, I mean, they both got some game, man. Um, and then. They, they, they could both make some moves, and so it's just a matter of time, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with them two guys. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, you know he's gonna have to be, um, you know, get acclimated to the game. Unlike a uh, Luka Doncic, who was basically playing the European. Luka has been playing the the European equivalent of the NBA, I think, since he's been about 15. So that's why Luka seems like he's such a polished professional at 19 because he's basically been a professional since he was 15 but uh but as far as zion is concerned i, I do believe that zion's definitely gonna have some growing pains initially and that's probably just gonna be about more so just uh you know staying in shape 
um, getting stronger, and mostly, you know, playing, figuring out what, what his niche is going to be in the league. But um, but generational talent nonetheless, um, and, and I do believe that this kid has a lot of promise, and it's not just hype. The kid actually has some game. So, and the people versus Zion Williamson, I'm, I'm giving this case to Zion. I, I believe that, you know, he, he's going to be, you know, as good or better than, than what we think he can be at the end of the day. So with that being said, let's talk about this uh, last case, case number six, and we'll, we'll end it after this. Um, but I just want to kind of actually, uh, for the culture, you know, I love sports. Uh, played sports all growing up as a kid. You know, basketball was pretty much my primary sport, but, you know, um, I love football as well. But due to some injuries, I really couldn't get loose like I wanted to. But um, but all in all, back to basketball, you know, if, if, if I was a kid playing basketball right now or if I was a parent or an uncle or a coach or whoever, um, I would insist that my kid, my son, my daughter watched uh, Gilbert Arenas' No Chill podcast. Um, I've, I think he recently started, maybe it's been out for a year, maybe not, but that podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is awesome. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we have a proven NBA bucket getter teaching you his secrets to getting buckets. And just the way Gil talks about it, talks about the game, is, is I just always find myself just, just in, in, in a state of shock and awe. Like, damn, I wish I had known that when I was playing. Just because, just, just how he just, like you said, evaluates and interprets things. It makes... He just breaks the game down to a level to where I believe that, you know, any kid who watches that now will, will, will definitely have a good perspective on how to move as a professional athlete, um, as well as just a, a professional basketball player on the court. Because, like, he really gets into, like, the, 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 the nitty-gritty details of, of, of actual moves, of, of reading defenses, of, of off, like, it's amazing. So... If you're listening and you know what I'm saying your coach father uncle brother n- nephew whatever kid go tap into Gilbert Arenas's no chill podcast like I said you 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 will get your money's worth and like I said the man's putting that out there free game for you ladies and gentlemen so go soak that up um so we'll go get this case the people versus no chill I'm giving it to no chill so Looks like uh, we, 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 we went three for three, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the people won Super Bowl 53. The people won the Lakers trade debacle. Uh, the NBA trade won against the people. Uh, the people won Mellow. And then Zion beat the people. And No Chill beat the people. So, yeah, we went three for three this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tie. But um, next episode... Um, we shall see. We got a whole week of sports. Um, so we we go see what's popping this week. And then, like I said, I'm going to tap back in with y'all next week. And uh, we're going to make it do what it do. So uh, without further ado, uh, make sure y'all go follow us uh, at Plains and Palm Trees on Instagram. Uh, you can always tune in on YouTube. We will uh, have a podcast for you there for the time being. And yes, in the not so distant future, we are going to get these episodes you know, up on uh, iTunes and Spotify and whatnot. But for now, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be on YouTube, so you can follow us there. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell a stranger, to tell a friend about us. And if you have any questions, uh, 
feel free to use the comment section below you know drop that drop that feedback drop that wisdom and if you're in la and you're one of my homies and you want to talk sports come holler at me let's make it do what it do um with that being said you know uh thank you once again for tuning in day diesel out